You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt McGacky, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Sarp Kesky of Bipolar Architecture. There's this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome to another episode of Fly on the Call. Our guest today is Mike Hansen, most recently of Hotel Etiquette, though you may know him from his work in Pentimento. Pentimento is one of my three favorite bands of all time, and Mike was the first musician I ever interviewed more than five years ago, so I'm super excited to have him on. Hotel Etiquette is a solo project that formed at the start of the pandemic as a way to capitalize on the free time he had. With the debut EP, a stripped-down live session, a ton of fun promotional videos, and now a split release coming out this Friday, October 2nd, Mike has certainly put that time to good use. Just to give you a heads up, there is a section with a bit of choppy audio, but it goes back to normal, and this was still a great conversation, so hopefully you'll let it slide. Enjoy. You were my first interview uh, way back in the Pentimento days, I think before I no longer even came out and uh, I'm super stoked to be doing this again. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. What was that? Uh, what was that for at the time? Um, so it was for a website, but they like were kind of in the process of shutting down when I did that. And gotcha. I was like on their ass to get it posted like a million times, but then it never ended up showing up on the site. <laughs> oh, fuck. Man, ain't that always how it goes? I get it. Here you are now, so yeah, for sure. And this actually just hit the year of the podcast, and I signed to a network. And dude, congratulations, congratulations. We uh, we swapped spots because now you're signed, right? And I'm not. <laughs> I'm just working a, a shitty job. So I, I love to see that the roles have been reversed a little bit. That rules. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but I mean, I guess kind of like jumping right in, can you like take me back to the start of Hotel Etiquette? I, I know it was kind of like around the beginning of quarantine and the shutdown and everything, but like, what was it about that that kind of like sparked your creative itch? I don't have a great answer. I just think that like, if, uh, if I ever had an amount of time on my hands, as I'm sure most musicians would, would agree with, if I ever had an uh, indeterminate amount of time on my hands to just do whatever the hell it is I want to do. I would worry about like, you know, write, writing songs or something like that. You know, I'm sure a lot of people would do that a lot more if they had the time. So this is just one of those situations where I was like, man, I, you know, I can't even, I can't even go to like the, the gym. It's not even just about work. It's like, we're not going anywhere. So I, I guess I would have truly felt like a, like a pile of garbage if I didn't make some kind of move because, um, Pentimento was was jamming uh, just just casually up until the quarantine thing happened, and so without being able to get in a room with those dudes, I was really just looking for a way to 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 keep the creative juice flowing. Because you know I was like excited about about doing music stuff, and uh, I didn't I didn't want to let that get too far um, away from me. Because after uh, I stopped touring 
um, with like Penty and, and Reggie and the full effect and stuff. Um, you know, I, I just settled down, got a job, got married, did a lot of life stuff and, and that was awesome. But I really wasn't, I wasn't writing music. I wasn't really doing a whole lot of that. And I think I felt like maybe part of my identity was starting to slip a little bit. So when it came to this, it just seemed like a good idea to do like a solo project because I don't know, I, I never really got a chance to, to do any of that. I know it's not like a super far, far cry from any of the bands that I've done in the past, but you know, it was just a fun thing to, to try to do for no other reason than to, to not waste time, I guess, you know? <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And I mean, it seems like you've, you've kind of like, you know, jumped fully into it with, um, you know, obviously the EP and a lot of the, the video stuff you've been doing um, seems like it's been something that you've been enjoying as well. Can you talk a little bit about uh, like that side of the things? As far as uh, jumping right in goes, dude, I just am not a patient guy. <laughs> so in a situation like this, maybe it's a little of a, a little more of a blessing in other situations. Of course, it's a, a more of a curse, but I just had an opportunity to, uh, let's see, wake up smoke weed, play guitar for the day, for the whole day. That could be my day. Uh, and I got 1200 bucks just dropped into my lap from the, the government or the sky or whatever. So that's never going to happen again. I was like, holy shit, maybe the coolest thing to do would just be like, blow it on, you know, recording a, a record. So I had all these songs kind of shake out super fast. Um, I don't really know why I was just kind of having a good time and concentrating like fully, you know, just jamming eight hours a day with my stupid laptop and like garage band drums and whatever, um, bouncing ideas off of my friends and stuff. So it, I, I don't know. I, as far as the like urgency behind diving into an EP and the, and the video and the split and stuff, I don't have an answer. It's just, it's just cool to not waste time if you don't have to, I guess. And since I'm the only one doing this shit right now, um, it's easy to coordinate schedules. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> just, that's it. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, um, I'm curious, like during the, the writing process, was there any, you mentioned Pentimento had been like jamming and stuff. Was there any, ever any um, thought that maybe these would turn into Pentimento songs? Not really. Um, we have some ideas that we were throwing around, um, you know, right up until about about uh, late winter or whatever, when, when this whole thing happened. We, we had we had ideas from way back in the day that we were looking to kind of rehash and, you know, just kind of having a, a good time going over the riffs that we were kind of swimming in for the last little while or, you know, brief ideas that we all wanted to throw around. Um, but the hotel etiquette stuff was not at all like that, um, which I was kind of relieved about because I, I didn't want to rip off like my own band in that way and just make it seem like, Oh, this is Pentimento part two or whatever. Um, I, I mean, first and foremost, those guys would have done a way better job than I did on all fronts. So it's, it's not even, it's not even, it's like apples to oranges almost. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, I wrote a lot of the, the Pentimento stuff. Um, and so there's no doubt that the influence isn't there. You know, I'm still playing the same, the same chords pretty much <laughs> and, and borrowing everything I can from, uh, from Jerry's ability sing you know all the little tips and tricks that he taught me over the years or or whatever or just really trying to sound like him in general that's kind of always in the back of my mind because he's like you know he's my favorite singer ever so <laughs> that that influence is always gonna always gonna kind of be there but um you know at least i hope it doesn't come out sounding exactly like pentimento would have but that's not really what it was it was just 
if, if I had to, if I had to give you like a, something to put a bow on it, a lot of the stuff that was going on with Pentimento, especially the lyrics that I was writing and stuff felt like this, uh, this look back at everything, you know, a lot of it was about kind of dealing with your past or, or, or shit that's happened that you're just now getting around to kind of sorting out. Right. But the hotel etiquette stuff is just all stuff that's kind of happening right now. Just little stories about little stupid things. And it doesn't have anything to do with anything except, you know, just a, a friend of mine or m maybe my wife or something like that. It's just more about what's happening now. And, you know, I guess that's the biggest difference that I, that I notice or, or what I would say is the, the difference between the two. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, easy money is kind of the, one that kind of sticks out the most to me and kind of dealing with, you know, expressions of real emotions versus kind of like the formulaic representations of them. Can you tell me a little bit about like about the thought process beyond that song? I mean, you, you, you nailed it. it it's uh, it's a joke. You know, the whole, the whole thing is a joke from the lyrics to the, to the video. It's just all supposed to be some sort of like commentary on artists that end up doing their very best to express and put all this time into what they're doing and all this effort to the layers and shit like you're supposed to when you're trying to make some real art, but that kind of gets bypassed by industry standard or, you know, what, what you could call like bubblegum stuff in every genre in every way, no matter what era of music it is. It just all comes down to like, what is the most condensed way that I can deliver this package to the masses and like whoever kind of reaches that all ticks all those boxes or, or whatever, no, no matter what, even if they're great, you know, of course, like everything that's popular ends up being popular for a reason. So I'm not saying at all that it's not, uh, it doesn't require effort or thought or whatever, but I think almost every artist, especially in the punk rock world has some sort of gripe with what the mainstream is because they feel like it's soulless and I might agree that a lot of the time it does feel super empty. So when, you, when you're doing a project, maybe a Pentimento would have been where all of it is about your, your heart and your soul, right? That's, that's what it's supposed to be. Um, because you don't, you, don't, you don't just tell people like, hey, we really, we really mean what we're saying because that makes it bullshit automatically. You, you got like, to put that into the, into the art so that if people pick up on that, then it's like we're all in on something, right? Like we all know the secret. So if you feel what I feel when we listen to this song or we play this song, then cool, we're, we're tight. We have a bond for some reason, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the, whole, the whole concept of the, the song in just a very silly, silly way, really, is just saying, like, hey, man, like, I, I fucking tried super hard to, like, give you what I thought was, like, the best version of myself, this, like, super real thing. But at the end of it, like, it doesn't really matter, right? Like, it really doesn't matter if it doesn't like sound good or appeal to everybody or the gatekeepers or whatever, whatever you, you think is really going on here uh, or whatever the difference is between independent artists and, and mainstream ones or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, man, I, you know, it's just that I was trying to have fun just talking shit. That's really all it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely, like you said, kind of, in, in contrast to Pentimento, the really heart on your sleeve kind of stuff, I'm curious how, like, the, of the feedback that you've gotten, um, how does it kind of compare to uh, stuff from Pentimento? Like, the way, the way that people are connecting to it. One way would be, like, the reach is very different, right? Because when Pentimento was busy, it was really cool to have sites like Absolute Punk and Punk News and Substream and Alternative Press and 
you know, everybody's super into the social media game between Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Tumblr and all that stuff um, results in like a, a huge reach because when you're in a band that's a signed to a record label or B making some waves with your music, like those sites are willing to see, sink their teeth into you because they feed each other. So it's like the better the band does, the more people are going to the site to check out the content. So we, you know, we, we have like exclusives with them for song streams or, you know, releasing album artwork or acoustic sessions or whatever it could be um, all in this effort to kind of keep us relevant between releases and tours and, and all of that stuff. So when you have like a, when you have a record label, and you have a booking agent and you have a tour to announce and you have an ad mat to post and a fucking record cover and a single and a vinyl variant to show everybody and all that stuff that you like are you want to share with people that's i'm not going to say it's easy to do but it, it gives you a large catalog to pick from when you are making content for the internet and i, I guess ultimately trying to push your band because you got these other platforms which don't seem to quite exist or at least they don't exist in the same way they used to. Um, everybody's trying to kind of reconfigure and replot and scheme their their approach to the internet. Um, a because you know things have changed. The social media sites have migrated in a way. Uh, B everybody's of a different age bracket now, so it's it's definitely a different sell. Um, and then C we're going to do a lot more of the internet because of what's going on in the world right now. So it's important that we all like figure out new platforms and new things will emerge to help artists push themselves and stuff. But it comes down to like being creative, right? So whether that's like back then or now, uh, the difference is that, you know, not to sign up a label, I'm just kind of doing it myself. I really, I feel kind of shitty, like riding the, the coattails of Sentimento, even though I'm like very proud of that and stuff. And, and the guys like support round and um, it's just, it doesn't feel right to use Pentamento to just, just say like, hey, look at me, what I'm doing, you know, um, because I'm, I'm, I'm really just having a good time. It's, it's really not for any other reason than to mix the music because I feel like it and I have a, a way to and I should be and Pentamento's not doing anything and, you know, so it just kind of, it, if it's with uh, what else is going on. In, in my life right now too. So it's, it's been easy to, to do this. You know, I, I should also mention that people like Paul at Quiet Country Audio and uh, my friend Christian from Fake Space, uh, who played bass on my stuff, and, and my wife too, just supporting the whole thing. Like there are definitely people that have helped me make this even easier. So, you know, to be a one-man show is like cool and all, but there are all these like people kind of doing their part or giving input or you know helping me with recording or you know um nick dean from wonder studios or, or the swellers um mixing and stuff like all that stuff like definitely plays a role so no matter how much uh different it is it uh from then to now in terms of my recent stuff like that it's just i'm having a good time so i guess i'm not like super focused on it i mean i would love for it to be huge and stuff like that but you know dude i'm just I'm just here to do it. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Uh, one of the things you did recently was the, that Buffalo Rising soundtrack. Um, and, you know, they're kind of like stripped down versions of the songs live. I'm, I'm curious, um, how did it feel kind of like playing those live and, uh, you know, getting into that kind of mindset that you ne- haven't necessarily been able to get into? Um, that was just uh, kind of like a, I don't know, man. It, it was like a 
random idea, I guess, to do the songs that way. I didn't, I didn't know how that was going to come out per se, because the songs like obviously don't sound anything like that. But when I was asked to do that session, I didn't have time to like teach a full band, the songs to go in there and just rip them. Um, and I thought, okay, well, if I was going to strip these down, me chilling with an acoustic guitar and just doing the damn thing, like would have been so lame. And I didn't, not to say that when other people do it, it is lame, but I just, uh, I have this thing, dude, where like when people go in to do those sessions, it seems like the only change they make to their songs is like, we get the acoustics up and we sing it quieter or something. And that just doesn't always do it for me. You know what I mean? Like we had so many great examples of guys like um, Chris Caraba doing Unplugged, right? Like back in the day, that had the most major impact on me because a lot of these songs were a lot different than what I was used to on the recordings or whatever, but they just did it so tastefully. And obviously they were like super well practiced and they knew what they were doing. But I was just like, dude, that is what you do. If you're going to do some shit like that and, and take it down a notch or, you know, make it more appropriate for the setting because, you know, the, the place we filmed it was just this gigantic fucking hallway. So there's no chance that I would have been able to turn amps up and play drums loud and all that stuff and have it sound anywhere near, you know, normal. Um, at, least, at least I didn't think so. I'm sure the sound guy would have been great, but. I was like, dude, I'm not going to take that chance. Like, I just made the track on my laptop, and I thought, okay, well, this, this would be a really cool way to kind of deliver the songs because even I didn't hear them like that. You know, that, that was never, like, the intent with these songs. So it was just, okay, cool. I have this, like, this thing coming up. It's supposed to be, like, a stripped-down session. How am I going to make it cool? You know, who's a guitar idea out? I'm not Chris Graba, I'm not touching that. So I was like, all right, man, I'm just gonna kinda <laughs> lean in uh, lean into uh to, to what I got. So um it was a lot of fun and I really appreciate Buffalo Rising for doing what they did, man, because those guys, the crew that they had with them tried so hard for just me doing whatever <laughs> I was doing, just to make it look cool and get the lighting right and all this stuff and they were super sweet. So um yeah, it was a blast. Awesome. Yeah, and how did it feel to like play those songs live? I thought I was going to be a lot more nervous than I was, but uh, when I when I got in there and got set and stuff, those guys were uh, they were having such a good time doing what they were doing, and they were just like climbing on ladders, like blocking out lights and shit like that, drinking beers and like laughing about stuff. And my Christian and my wife were there, so it was just like I don't know, maybe eight or ten people just chilling and I was like okay this is this is cool I didn't expect it to be that I thought it was gonna be like this one-on-one everybody wears masks like super strict thing but it was super informal and that just I think that helped so um yeah man I just like I said I, I guess uh, I expected to be a lot more nervous than I was for sure <laughs> um but, but I had a great time I, I would do it again like that for sure or I thought about maybe laying the songs down in the studio like that but uh I don't know yeah, it was just cool. I, I had a great time. Nice. Awesome. And I mean, you, you kind of mentioned briefly earlier the, the split that's coming out with Fake Space. Um, I'm curious a little bit more uh, if you have any more details you can share about that. So uh, we, uh, Fake Space is just one guy also, uh, Christian. Uh, he's played in a lot of cool bands. Um, I can see mountains. 
Uh, him and I played in Burn Book together, uh, this, this metal project that we were doing for a while back in uh, like 2015. He, uh, he's writing some really, really cool, um, I want to call them pop songs, but they're dirtier than that. He, he writes the type of music that makes you want to like drive fast with the windows down, you know? So he's, he's had this batch of songs kicking around for a little while. And after I finished my EP, um, I had a bunch of songs that I didn't get to use for it. So I just thought like it would be cool to record them anyway. Um, so that's when we came up with the idea to do the split. We thought it would be awesome to do these goofy little videos to kind of hype it up or, or remind people about the, the split because um, it's really like how many times do you want to get punched in the face with like the same like hey we got a split coming out on this day and it, the cover is this and blah 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 and dude like it's just something to do <laughs> really you know so we started making these goofy ass videos um, to, to post while we wait for our mixes and stuff like that just to, just to generate interest or content or whatever and yeah so uh, Nick Eater is mixing them right now um, hopefully have them back in the next couple of days. We're getting our artworks right away. Um, we're hoping to have it out early October. I don't want to give it a date away just yet in case we run into any snags because this is kind of like a fly by the seat of your pants thing. We've just been like kind of on 10 since the summertime. So um, yeah, uh, we should we should have it out early October. And I'm really looking forward to it, man. I think uh, Christian's stuff is awesome. I'm psyched for people to hear the stuff that didn't make it on the sex questions um, and that I didn't have to like waste these songs or whatever, because both, both Christian and I are already thinking about kind of the next, the next step after this split. Um, so it feels good to like be in that, in that space and put a little bit of pressure on ourselves to, to get some shit done. So um, I, I mean, that's really, <clears throat> that's really the whole deal, man. Um, it'll be mixed mastered soon and hopefully out early October. Awesome. Nice. I mean, you've kind of said, like, I've seen you say that, like, the idea behind the band is kind of, like, showing, like, you're a human being and you can do anything. Um, and I'm just curious if you could talk a little bit more about that and that kind of, like, idea behind it. It's the easiest way I can put anything, you know? If I was going to explain anything to anyone that actually, like, has some weight or some substance or, like, holds some water or whatever... I don't know a better way to sum up what this all is. And I mean, all of it, the experience that you're having right now, the fact that you can do anything that you, <laughs> that you're alive, that, you know, that you have this like superpower to have things in your head. And then at some point present in reality. So whether that's like a song or an interview or an article or a job or whatever the fuck like it's just insane to me that that is um possible so i love saying that stupid phrase because uh i feel like it just gets the point across and then i don't have to do all of this bullshit that i'm doing right <laughs> now while i'm talking to you you know what i mean because like explaining it makes you sound like a crazy person and i know that like the the hippy dippy stuff was a turn off for a lot of people that's totally fine because i just think it's uh it's the best. It's the best way I know how to tell you something, um, without without trying to sell you on an idea about what you should do with your time or who you should be or try to like float all this positivity your way or like fucking inspire you or something. I just want you to know that, right? Like, I just want you to know that you are a human being 
you can do anything. And I, I don't mean for that to sound like a Sesame Street as it does, but I don't <laughs> care because that's, that's, that's it. That's, that's just like the best possible point I can make about all of it. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. I mean, where does that kind of, that positivity kind of come from for you? I don't know. I, I don't have a good answer for that one either. I, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even want to say that it like comes from a from a positive place because sometimes I just I think that like in in anger, you know. Sometimes I think that because something bums me out so bad that I'm like, okay, the only possible solution is that that you're you're just human and you can do anything, and that's like good, bad, or indifferent, you know. I I don't know. I, I hope that the takeaway for people is a positive thing because that's how I love to mean it. You know, and that's, that's really what it is. But, um, yeah, dude, I don't, I don't know where it comes from. Just, <laughs> that's just what it is. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I like that you said that. That's kind of like, it could mean anything, too. Like, it could be, you could say that in a positive way or in, like, a neutral way or even a negative way. <laughs> and I'm just curious, like, um, other than all the hotel etiquette stuff, what's kind of been, you know, the, the major things that have been helping you get through all, uh, through these hard times? Oh man. Um, I think one thing that, that happened, uh, over this, this period that was kind of cool was I was connecting with a lot of people that like lived across the country or in other countries or something like that, that I maybe would have met on tour or from other bands or whatever. Um, and we started keeping up with each other a lot more. And, uh, that's, that's one thing that has definitely been awesome. Cause I, I just hear from a lot of, a lot of really cool people that, um, I, you know, it's not that we didn't keep in touch before, but certainly not as frequently. So it seems like since everybody was scrambling for that sense of normalcy, there was a lot of, a lot more people that were willing to like reach out and just, just see what's up. So, um, the, the, the camaraderie, the, the friends, man, the homies, that's, that's what it is. Um, I have a, 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 a job that, um, allowed me to kind of work through, uh, the, the shutdown, um, and still kind of provide some services. So that was cool. Um, because I was able to kind of still work. And even though my wife was at home a lot and everything was shut down and it was, it was boring. Um, <clears throat> at least I had that, you know, so that helped things feel a little more normal. Other than that, it's definitely been nice to get back in the gym, um, and make that a regular thing being outside as much as possible. Cause the weather has been gorgeous here for, for once. Um, the, the fall time is setting in finally, and I think everybody's excited to be outside in jeans and, and hoodies. So that kind of stuff, man, it's simple, you know, nothing, nothing crazy. But what about you? Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely doing the podcast has been, uh, I feel like definitely a positive thing, like being able to continue, like you said, kind of the camaraderie and like being able to, you know, have conversations with people where I'm not literally just, you know, sitting there and it's like, you know, more in depth than just texting and stuff. Um, it's definitely, and I mean, even just like the research aspect of it too, just like having something to kind of like apply myself to. <laughs> I'm curious about that now though, because the, the podcast thing and you getting signed is a, is a big deal. So what has that allowed you to do in terms of like you living out what, what you're going for? I mean, it seems like you're, you're sinking your teeth into something that you've kind of been working on for a while if we met way back before 2015. So this is kind of great, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, the, the whole music thing has always been just something that I'm super passionate about. And I would love, I always say to my fiance, like, I'd love to go full on Marin and like, you know, have this be my job. I'd record like five days a week if I could. Um, it's a brand new network. I'm one of the smaller podcasts on the network. So I think I kind of don't have anything to lose. I think there's going to be a lot of kind of like cross promotion between the podcasts. So I'm definitely excited to see how that kind of like, helps me grow my audience and everything for sure. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is, dude. You know, like we could only hope for other bands to get psyched on our stuff and then tell their, their fans about our band and vice versa. You know I mean? <laughs> All that stuff definitely plays a huge, huge role. Word of mouth is still paramount, right? Like yeah. people, people getting other people to listen to it is what matters. But the cool thing about like podcasts and the, the more long form stuff is that like people get an idea of who you are for real you know? And, uh, that's, that's a really cool thing to share with your audience because I have this experience all the time where like, I'm listening to a podcast with dudes that I feel like I'm fucking friends with, <laughs> which is weird because they don't know me, but I sure know them, or at least I think I do, or I have this idea of them because I hear their voices all the time. And I laugh along with them when they say goofy shit or it, whatever it is. So I, I think that's really interesting that, um, you you took what you were trying to do then and you're 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 making it your thing now but the platform is kind of different you're not just writing for like a website this is a podcast it has some power you know and and if you've got friends and if you've got cross promotion and stuff like that then dude that just makes it even cooler that you reached out and asked me to do this so i really appreciate it yeah, of course. I I also uh actually recently switched job like my my day job so uh, it's been a really, you know, as hard as the year's been, there's been a lot of positive changes for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, dude. I mean, and I agree, like everybody is, is struggling and all of us happen to be on the same page at the same time, you know, in, in this strange way. So it's really cool to hear that you've been able to, to kind of make it, um, a good thing. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, I always like to wrap up every episode by asking for either just a piece of advice or something you've been thinking about lately. I know we've kind of hit on a lot of stuff, but if there's, you know, one more little tidbit you'd like to share, uh, whether it's like about the music or about life in general, whatever you kind of, you know, want to get off your chest. <laughs> All right, dude, I'll unload some shit on you. Here you go. I want everybody on the fucking planet to never, ever let a bill or a car problem, or their rent, or any of that type of shit, or your fucking paycheck, or what somebody thinks you should be making, or what you think you should be making, or whatever. I am so fucking sick of people feeling less than because of the shit like that because of the, the, the money situation, or the number, or what they think they should have, or whatever it fucking is. I just, I am like dealing with a car issue right now that is driving me so insane. And it's like, the more I think about it, the more it makes me feel like a bad person for some fucking reason, or it makes me feel bad about myself. And on my walk home from work today, I was thinking about how often I catch myself in that situation when it's like, fuck dude, I forgot to pay the internet and they shut it off. So I have to call them and then pay for that plus the extra fee to reconnect 
and that makes me feel bad that I did that. Or when I'm like, <laughs> fuck, I can't pay for new brakes right now because that's like 500 bucks and I really don't have that extra money because rent is coming up and all this other shit. And, and I start to feel bad about like what, what the situation is, whatever, you know what I mean? I, I am getting better at realizing soon after that that is not real. That is not real. And I don't mean that the problems aren't real. I don't mean that people can't experience real issues because of that stuff. I don't, I don't mean it like that at all. I just mean that when people let it dig at who they are and how they feel about themselves and take away from that love that you have to give to other people, that shit fucking sucks. And I'm sick of that because I do a bad job of it, but I'm trying super hard to practice what I preach in that way. So I just don't want anybody's bank account to make them feel like they're not worth it. And I know how cliche that shit sounds too, but it's just the thought of the day. I guess I was thinking about that on the way home. So thanks for asking that. Cause I needed to get it off my chest for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like those kind of like reminders to yourself are super important when it's like you're getting down on yourself and it's just like, you take the step back and you're like, okay, I'm the only one who's thinking about this right now too. Like that's part of it. Like no one else gives a shit. Like the person, if your internet got turned off, the person who you call, they don't give a shit. They're just going to turn it on when you give them the money. Like they're not judging you. <laughs> yeah, dude. And, it, and it's funny. Like when you, when, when you think about it, the way that you're saying it, like we are, we are all thinking the same things, you know, we, we really are in, in some way, on some level, we, we can relate. And, and that's like a beautiful thing, you know, that's something to be thankful for, for sure. So it's, it's just, it's stupid to let that stuff in your world in that way and, and, you know, let it poison you. So uh, I, I, I was saying that to myself and I appreciate you, you asking me that question and, and giving me the opportunity to say it to, to other people now too. And there you have it. Thanks so much to Mike for taking the time to talk and for all the amazing music, both from Hotel Etiquette and Pentimento. Be sure to check out the Sex Questions EP now and get your streaming fingers ready for the split with Fake Space coming this Friday. Fly on the Call is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. Special thank you as always to The Alternative for helping to promote the show, Kaylin West of Tiny Stills for the theme song, and Michaela Jane Palermo for the artwork. You can keep up to date by subscribing to the podcast and following the show on Twitter and Instagram at Fly on the Call Pod. Feel free to email any questions, comments, or other feedback to me at flyonthecallpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to vote. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast.